<laughs> All right. Uh, this is our podcast for the love of us. for the love of us with Ronnie and Carrie Brown. And we are trying to uh, let you in on our day-to-day struggles in the ministry and, and as a family uh, serving the Lord together in a small church and uh, going through all the ups and downs that we go through. And so I'm here with my lovely wife, Carrie, and uh, this is episode number one. This is the very, well, we did a trial run a while back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That um, I said no. You can't publish that one. So it's hidden deep in the archives. Let's yeah, put it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but uh, this is this is the official, the official episode number one. Episode number one. And we start on a pretty difficult day to start out an episode. This is not going to be the the lightest of conversations. Why don't you take us back to the beginning? Okay. Back to the beginning. I guess the beginning would be, um, goodness, the depression. I would really think that's where it really started because the Lord allowed me to go through a yucky season of depression. And, um, And, you know, just to the point where you despaired of life, even though it was it's the most beautiful life a person could ever imagine. Um, yet, you know, my hormones being out of balance and, you know, this the sleep disorder that I have that I cannot treat, you know, and I know it's just a combination of things, but I know the Lord also allowed me to go through that. So that he could bring me to the point that I am today. Um, I can remember just a few weeks ago, it started out where, you know, I really felt like a big hypochondriac. Like, okay, I'm just losing my mind. Yeah, we went through a whole battery of, yeah, of tests just, right know, back to just back. feeling real crazy. Yeah. Just, you know, and just saying, Lord, I just, I really feel like something's going on, but... And if if not, please just calm my heart, you know, and make whatever's going on in my mind go away. But if it's something, please let me find it out, you know. And so I'm just dealing with that and processing that. And I really felt um, that he was saying, take out a disability um, supplemental insurance policy. And I'm like, okay. Um, sure. Sure, Lord. But, uh... Why would I need that kind of coverage? (laughs) Don't we have enough insurance? (laughs) After all, we are insurance poor. For sure. But, um... So, anyway, I didn't understand it. I was thinking more of along the line of, like, multiple sclerosis. Because that's just... Well, it did. And we really thought... I was having, you know, just the... Numbness and the tingling and the weird in the head, but 
come to find out when I spoke to my neurologist today that it can actually be the hormones messed up that causes that. So it was really reassuring. And we haven't I'm got not to actually that. Losing my mind. And we haven't got to that oh, yet. Oh, that yet? Yes. What is that? You say? Well, there's another thing. I have a friend, Audrey Hill, that has been going through breast cancer for quite some time and i can remember just thinking lord how precious that it has to or how wonderful it has to feel and how precious it is precious it is the people that love her and support her that has to feel so amazing it would be it would it would be wonderful to feel feel that and to know that people love you and we really sense that we went that one night the fundraiser at chick-fil-a and and there were people yeah everywhere yeah and there for her and i was like you know i thought that just you know last week or i guess maybe two weeks ago i really thought that and I thought, and I just confessed it before the Lord. Lord, that is so prideful of me. Am I really that deprived emotionally that I would want to have something like breast cancer? Am I really that messed up in the head? And um, I was like, God, God, please forgive me of my pride. And I really felt him speak over me. It's not pride. It's preparation. Yeah. And I said, okay, Lord, um, is this me being a hypochondriac? Are you really trying to tell me something? Right. And so um, I ended up going for the mammogram on Monday, which was the 19th. And um, they did find a suspicious mass. Um, They suspected malignancy. And so um, they kind of... Confused me on um, whether I should go to wait for my my Dr. Jones to call me or if I should go ahead and have the biopsy there. I was just a little bit confused on what to do, but I was under the, under the impression that I would hear from my doctor and he would direct me. Well, I never did hear from him. There were a couple of days where we weren't and hearing it was anything on, yeah, from anybody. Yeah, I didn't hear from anybody. And it, it got Wednesday afternoon, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to call Battlefield Imaging, and I'm going to, I'm just going to say, hey, Take can the I come by the in? By, yeah, can I come in and just go ahead and get that box? Yeah. And the lady in scheduling looked on the, the, um, paperwork, and you know, she said yes that I can go ahead and get that order. And that, you, yes, you can come here and get it. So just be here tomorrow at 2 o'clock, which was on Thursday. Yeah. And um, that was on Thursday. The, was it the 22nd, I guess? Yes, I guess it would be the 22nd. Yeah. And so so on Thursday, the 22nd, I went in and had the biopsy. No fun. No fun. And um, Pretty painful. Anyway, so... Uh, not that I would know anything. <laughs> anyway, so I went and had that done, and so I kind of had to wait over the weekend. But I had the m- most wonderful weekend. Like on Thursday, I got to spend the the day with my mother. We were just making crafts and everything, and that's just so rare. We don't ever right. get to do that, you know. It was just really rare. 
that that happened and we had been planning it for months and it just so happened to happen on thursday um which was just such a blessing she kept uh Kaylin and got the kids while I went and had my bopsy but that morning we spent crafting so that was great and so on Friday Allison just so happened to find out that to make a long story short she had gotten a concussion a very long story yeah and so she had gotten a concussion and so I got to actually spend the evening with her because the doctor wanted to get a CT scan and so as unfortunate as it was that she had all that happen, I did get to spend the evening with her. And it was really a great evening until she fell on the way to the car when yeah. we were headed home. But anyway, we did get to spend the evening together, and I enjoyed that. And then the next day, I actually got to have lunch with my best friend, which I haven't had to haven't gotten to do in a very long time. It's been way overdue. And so I got to have lunch with her and the kiddos on Saturday. And um, that was such a blessing. And um, she had been missing seeing the kids and stuff. So she got to see them. And she they got their Aunt Tana hugs. But um, <laughs> anyway, so that evening, Saturday evening, um, Debbie, and I, De- Debbie and I, had my stepmother had talked on uh, Thursday about going to a uh, mocks game on Saturday and just kind of threw it up in the air or whatever. The boys would love to do that, you know, or whatever. And so my dad called me on Saturday afternoon after I got home from lunch, after we got home from Grayson's basketball game. that They won, yay. <laughs> um, so we got home from that game and uh, dad called and wanted us to go to the mocks basketball game and so I had Miss Sharon come over and watch Kaylin, and we headed off to the Mox game. We had a great time. Had a really good awesome. time stealing people's seats. <laughs> we got moved two or three yeah, times. Cause, yeah. Finally, we gave up on the gold ring and went up to the nosebleeds. Yeah, we went to the nosebleeds, but you know what? I didn't get a nosebleed and got to have a good view of the game. And yeah. So anyway, so it was a great weekend. The, the Lord blessed us on Sunday, filled his house with his people and people that got to hear the gospel that need Jesus and we pray that they come to know him they um, the youth did an amazing job on their first drama that was awesome. it was so powerful and the next time I will not be recording it because I totally missed the effect by recording I haven't seen your recording yet so is it, yeah, so it's bad? I'm upset at it because, yes, it's bad. The lighting was pathetic. and The lighting was horrible. We need spotlights. But anyway, but they did an amazing job. But next time we'll have to have a, a little thing for a tripod or something for the, a camera to sit on because I don't want to be distracted by doing that. But anyway, so we had our little family dinner night last night and... It was a really great turnout. 60 people. people. I guess that's probably, I don't know, maybe that, maybe not the most we've ever seen here since we've been here, but close to it. But anyway, it was just such a blessing to to see God doing what we know he's capable of doing, capable of doing, but that he's made us wait to see until now. And um, so anyway, so today, today. Today, the awaited the awaited day, we um, 
get to find out we got to find out the results of my biopsy and um unfortunately it is breast cancer it is called invasive ductal carcinoma and which means it's not contained but they don't know exactly how far it has spread yet um so and then we're going to have to go through some more testing do some genetic testing and see if i get to keep my breast or take both of them or so there's a certain aspect of it that's genetic yeah it is and they will forecast this coming into the other yeah yeah Mm -hmm. because if it's genetic they just say it's going to happen it's going to come back and it's going to be in the other one so we're just going to go ahead and take it yeah but we're on probably the world wide web so i won't do what i did for my daughter earlier and (laughs) woohoo there is hope I have no idea what you're talking about. In the aftermath, you know what I'm saying? Uh, (laughs) Me and the Lord have had this conversation too. Uh But we won't go into it. We won't go into that conversation. It's private. That's even more private than this private. Exactly. Yeah. This is kind of a public private, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, it is breast cancer. The doctor told you that here, start. What did he say about your journey? He handed you something. A your journey begin here. Your your journey begins here from discovery to recovery. Yeah. And um oh, another thing that God had also told me, um, I had asked him, I said, God, I just really need to know if I'm gonna die. Yeah. I just need to know if I'm gonna die. And the answer he gave me, I don't know how to take it, but what he told me is still good words to live by. Right. He told me, he said, um, he said, this is not about whether or not you retain earthly life, but it's about other people receiving eternal life. Yeah. And I said, yes, Lord. Yeah. Yes, Lord. And I understand, you know, so if this trial that I go through can be used that one person may come to know him as savior oh yeah Yeah. yes lord choose me send me you know and most importantly those that are closest to you i think they would have the most profound effect on yeah yeah Uh, and that's the hardest people to talk to i guess um but you know, with with social media and everything now, you just you don't really you just never really know the life that God might use your life to touch. You know what I'm saying? Right. You just right. you just don't know. I've already experienced such an outpouring of love that it's 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 so overwhelming and it's so precious, you know, yeah. and and it's everything I thought it would be. You know, when I almost coveted it. Right. Some strange way that only God could be preparing my heart, and it was just God preparing my heart and preparing my mind and and taking that depression. So the, it, it takes the shock 
off of it? Yeah, it took the shock of it off of it. I did not. I was not in shock in the least bit. My heart didn't sink. I didn't almost faint. I haven't cried, you know, all, except for over the precious some of the precious comments that I have read on Facebook have almost brought me to tears, you right, know, right. and the texts that I've been getting and the people I've heard from that I haven't heard from in a while and. You know, other than that, making me want to cry, the news itself, you know, has not um, crumbled me yeah. into a heap of hopelessness. And that's what I was going to talk about was, you know, that depression where, you know, you despair of life so much and um, you, you you confess it and you say, God, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I know you have – you. Jesus came that we may have life, we may have it more abundantly, and and I know this is not the life that you have for me, and yet Jesus can take that depression and that hopelessness and use something like breast cancer to give you hope and a purpose, and... Only God can do that. Only God can take what is supposed to bring you to despair and use to give you hope. I mean, only He could do that. Right. That's only the grace of God. And it's it's a beautiful thing. Has He made Has He made the life that you do have more precious? You know that um I have I have dealt with anger and I've dealt with unkindness, you know, the living out of the fruit of the spirit. You know, I've battled with that in my life for for years and I have begged the Lord, you know, change my tone, change yeah. um change me, change the fabric of everything that's not like Christ, you know, change me and I started Trying to read that book again, Holiness by Lance, Nancy Lee DeMoss. I put it down one time because it is so convicting. And I started reading it again. And, um, you know, that's, that's what I want. That's yeah. what I want. And he, when I read that, he gave me this amazing, um, thought that day that I can't really remember what he told me, but, but it was, um, something to the effect about how we use the world as a standard um, as what not to live by instead of using God's word as what to live by. Yeah, You know, we can live in that middle ground as a Christian and um, find ourselves in the most miserable place and I, that's where I've been. You know, I've been somewhere in between the world and holiness. And and it's a miserable place to be because it's so, um, without the holiness of the Lord, it's just religion that's heavy and it's bearing down on you. It's a waiting of and itself. It, it is. And so you, you live under guilt, you know, because you don't... Uh, live up to certain expectations or certain commands or whatever and and when you were preaching through um i guess it was the sermon on the mount or whatever and and this is you know and unless your righteousness exceed these you know and and it's like a lot of times we take what jesus said and we say 
man, I I feel horrible. You know, I just feel guilty. I just can't ever be like that. And and instead of looking at it, knowing he never expected us to live it. Mm-hmm. He would like for us to live it, but he never really expected us to live it perfectly. That's why he came to die. That's exactly it. He came to die because he knew there's no way that we could ever live up to God's expectations, his law, his holiness. We could never attain that, achieve that, anything. And it's not that Jesus tells us that because he expects us to be that. He tells us that to show us that everything he is in our stead. Mm-hmm. And in that... And in he and in realizing that it makes us desire to be more yeah. like him. Yeah. Not that we have to live under that bondage of trying to be all that, but and thinking we can gain better relationship with the Lord if we do. Right. You know, and that's a lot of It's easy to fall into that merit based Yeah. That's as humans it's you know, you you get a sticker if you make an A plus. You know, and yeah. you know, you get a piece of candy if you're good at the doctor's office. You know, right. or the dentist, and so you think, you know, if I'm good, you know, when I don't mess up, then I'm going to gain more acceptance with the Lord, and and um, that's so not true, and that puts a, you know, that puts a heavy weight. Um, on us that we were never meant to bear. Right. We were never meant to bear that as humans. That's why Jesus came. And um, I'm just thankful that He has shown me so much over the the past few weeks and months, and and that um, you know, even even the past few months, it's been so bad in my own personal heart that I have I've ne- I've I've dealt with doubt. My, doubting my salvation, but I have never dealt with denial of a creator. Mm-hmm. In the past few months, I've even denied the very existence of God. Mm. And um, I didn't tell you about it. You know, it was just something I'd struggled with internally and with the Lord and would repent of it. And you know, and just remember, you know, call to remembrance everything that he has done in the past. Right. And um, then you preach that message on um, was it defying doubt or dis- Jesus reveals himself Jesus reveals as certainty in times of doubt. Certainty in times of doubt, yes. He revealed himself as certainty in times of doubt. When all of his disciples... We're wondering, you know, is it I? Am I the betrayer? Am I? Their their whole world was rocked, and he yeah. said, "I am He. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am I am the Messiah, mm-hmm. and uh, and your doubts need not need not be around." Right, and that's kind of where I was. I was in the my world's being rocked and dealing with thoughts I hadn't ever had to deal with before, you know, and um. Just his timing is impeccable. 
<laughs> That's all I can say. You know, this the so. the world we live, uh, the life we lead is a stage. And it's a stage for the revelation of the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And whether it be our marriage, the glory of God is seen. The gospel is seen in our marriages. Whether it's in our church, the glory of God is manifest in the church. And when we go through trial, this is just another another scene for His glory. Mm-hmm. Um, I was having a great day. I'm still on a high from Sunday night. And the call uh, just... Uh, it just knocked the wind out of me. Now, I haven't been a hoveled mass in the floor sucking my thumb yet, but I, you know, I, I kept thinking this is what happens to other people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not my family, and not my home, and not my mm-hmm. my wife. Right. And I still don't know how to how to process it, how to how to deal how to deal with it. I know I know that what we've and I've preached it, I've I've talked about it, you know. We are never more like the Lord Jesus. We are never more identified with him than when we are suffering. Mm-hmm. Suffering is the characteristic that Often I, that Paul identified with in the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. but I don't want to suffer. And we've been through some ups and downs, and we've had some cuts and scrapes along the way. Mm-hmm. You may differ; I don't know, but I just I've not sensed the kind of suffering in our family that I've seen people suffering, particularly with sickness mm-hmm. and, and physical problems. And, and, you know, we've, you know, we've said it oftentimes we've looked at other people and, and, uh, you know, children that have had all sorts of problems. And we say, Oh, we're so blessed. You know, our children are healthy and, and sickness and things like that happened to someone else. And, um, Now it's really, really, it's like on the door, it's on our doorstep. Mm-hmm. And uh, I can remember when my mom was um, diagnosed with leukemia. I mean, that was, that was way, way worse than, I mean, I was just a mess. I mean, I was physically ill All right. for a couple of days. And um, I can just remember that time and how real the Lord was with me. And so I was able to minister to Allison today in that, you know, I have been where she is. I know what it feels like to be told your mom has cancer, you know, and right, and that, that. Hopeless feeling that you you get as a human, as somebody that loves 
And everything that you've ever known with your mind about the Lord, about His Word, your heart tests it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just told her today that, you know, to get a hold of Jesus and don't let go. Just get a hold of Jesus. Yeah. And that's the that's the prayer that I have for for everyone, you know. My children, you know, it was such a blessing to sing with Evan yesterday at church. <laughs> if I never had a problem, I'd never know that he could solve them. I mean, that's what yes. you sang yesterday with Evan, and yes. that was unreal. That yeah. was just that was such a blessing. Yeah, uh, he did such a good job. He did. He's got a wonderful voice, and I pray that he'll continue to use his voice for the Lord, and and that the Lord uses my children, and that they get a hold of the Lord, and that the Lord shows Himself to be everything He was to me in my mom's sickness and more. Right. You know. I think about uh, in this same series I've been preaching about Jesus revealing Himself and how that. He forced the disciples into the boat. And yes, my comp- the arm of my mic has come completely off the table. This is my brand new piece of toy here that I'm holding and getting an arm cramp with. <laughs> but back to um, Jesus revealing himself, he put those guys in that boat, mm-hmm. sent them out on the stormy waters, mm-hmm. put them in a situation that was life and death. They thought they were going to drown. They thought the boat was going to capsize. Mm -hmm. And yet, Jesus comes to them in a way that they have never seen Him before. Mm -hmm. They never saw Him again like that. Right, exactly. They, you know, He came in a path that they they didn't recognize. He came in a, you know, in, in a way that they'd never seen Him before. And and at the end, surely this is the Son of God. Yeah, you know, right. is this the nailing, the nailing to the ground every doubt you've ever had about Him? Oh, you better. You know, believe when it. when He comes walking on the water, you better believe it. Whether whatever the fun, whatever the finale is, yeah, we're going to see Him the way we've never, never seen Him before. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have already. And, you know, our vain imaginations. And every time I would get them going, I would say, Jesus, calm down my vain imaginations. But I can remember laying in my bed the other night and before I ever even knew, you know, if it was cancer or whatever. And, well, of course, if I was laying in my bed the other night and I found out today, that would go to say. Anyway. But I was just rehearsing you know, over in my mind how it will be to be around people. And and I've asked God to allow me to be around people because, oh, my God, you know when I'm around people that I talk about you. Right. <laughs> but I had no idea he's going to put me around 
cancer patients. Yeah. You know, or whomever he may put me around and didn't know this was going to drive me out of the house, you know, to right. the doctor's office. That's not exactly what I had in mind. The park would have been a whole lot the, easier. Yeah, the park. Why didn't I ever go to the park? I don't know. If I had just taken Kaylin to the park, maybe he could have used me at the park in a park yeah. ministry. <laughs> yeah. No, but going back to Jesus on the water, you said this um, in passing and I don't even know if you said it the way it came across. The Lord gave it to me as, but um, when we are on the stormy waters and in the storm of life, it's not about seeing the calming of the waters, mm-hmm. but it's about seeing the Christ that walks on those waters. Yeah. And it it just stuck with me that you know a lot of times our motive is Jesus help me out of the storm. Make Jesus help me away. out of the storm. Get me out of this. Get me out of this instead instead of surrendering to him and saying let me see you, Jesus. Yeah. What are you? What are you wanting to be to me in this situation? What are you wanting to show me in this situation? What are you wanting to take away from me in this situation yeah. that would not be pleasing to you? And um, you know, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. Yeah. I've learned to trust in God. I've learned to depend upon his word. Yeah. For the love of us is our podcast, and we will continue uh, to bring week by week episodes. Um, and we'll, we'll we'll make it through. We'll take you step by step through our process of uh, uh, from diagnosis to recovery. And, and good thing about a podcast, y'all won't get to see my cue ball head if I lose all my hair well, with chemo. Let's not. <laughs> I, a, I always told you I had a thing for Sinead O'Connor. I have a face so, for podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, babe. I love you too, honey. This has been for the Love of Us podcast with Carrie and Ronnie Brown, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.